Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Slut Plus segment of our show. This week, I'm sitting in as host of Slut Plus in Julia's stead. And we're going to talk about a thing that we had trouble defining as a genre of thing in the, the lead into the show. Um, we've brought in our producer, Benjamin Frisch. Hi, Benjamin. Hey. Uh, who You were the person who strongly recommended that we do Carboys as a topic. The only reason it wasn't one of the main topics for this show is because that Shakespeare controversy popped up to supplant it. But we thought we would save it for a Slate Plus segment, which makes a certain amount of sense because you are a knower, a master of this strange universe of Carboys, whereas we are all but amateurs wandering in its trackless grid. So um, so please talk to us a little bit about why did you want us to do this segment so much and what is the special appeal of the YouTube series Carboys? Well, so Carboys is, um, just to kind of define it, it, it sort of comes from this tradition of uh, what are called Let's Plays on YouTube, which are videos in which people record themselves playing video games, basically. And there's a, a wide range of what those kinds of videos are like some of them are more serious some of them are people ragging on bad games this is something that's actually a little bit different i think it's like two guys um griffin mcroy and uh, nick robinson they're producers at polygon.com the the vox um, media site and they're playing a very sort of an odd um physics simulator game called uh, beamng.drive and there's no point to the game except to experience the physics engine of the game. Like, it's a way to simulate car crashes. There's actually interest from um, car makers and uh, movie studios. Um, there's a BBC article about this that uh, because the physics engine in this game is so robust, uh, what, what Carboys is about and really what the, this whole a lot of the Polygon shows are about are, are basically about ex like taking a virtual world existing in that virtual world and then poking at it at its edges, like going so far as far as you possibly can until the entire thing breaks and collapses. Um, it's a little bit like uh, a let's play of a game normally is like a walk in the park where you're just like, you see a squirrel, you're doing the thing you're supposed to do. But Carboys is like National Geographic. It is like going as far away from the center as you possibly can and then just seeing what happens. Um, we have a clip of uh, of Carboys just so that people can get a little taste of it. Hey, Griffin. Hey, Nick. Uh, what do you think of this sweet hot rod here? That's my car. I just yeah. bought. I just bought it with my lawnmower money. Well, it's a good-looking car. This is BeamNG.Drive. It's a game about uh, saving up real-world money over the course of years and years and years, and using it to buy really nice cars that you can just kind of look at. Uh, there's some really good reflections. You can kind of see a little bit of a reflection there. But yeah, it's a. It's it's basically just a high-quality model simulator. A lot of them look really good. Yeah. Um, they're very HD and very beautiful. Well, we've, en we've encountered we've encountered a small oh error. Oh my god, that side mirror just went on a journey. Let's here. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna remove this truck from the environment. We're just gonna see. <laughs> this yeah, it's this new kind of car. It's a convertible. Instead of mm -hmm. taking the top off, it just kind of you take the right and left right. sides the back. Of it's it. like a folded hot dog instead of hamburger style. <laughs> so that was basically the first minute of the first episode, and yeah. I think gives you a pretty clear taste of the tone of the show, which owes a lot. I mean, the genres that I would connect it with would be MST3K, yep. right? Mm -hmm. uh, Beavis and Butthead as well, watching them watch videos and talk about them. It seems to be completely unscripted at the time. At, at, at 
the beginning, it also seems kind of rambling and repetitive, but it has a narcotizing quality where once you start to tell the two guys' voices apart, understand a little bit about their relationship, and just see the silliness of the parameters of this game where you can do things like shoot buses out of cannons and I don't know, what are some of the crazy physics experiments they well, uh, they at, at first... Um... One of the there's sort of a few major arcs in in the story of this game. Like one one thing that that makes this show so interesting is that it actually develops a narrative over time. Um, and one of the things that they first try and do is they, uh, I guess, a user created a bus, like a school bus, um, which they then downloaded and started playing with. And there's a crash test dummy in the school bus. Um, and they spend a whole lot of time trying to just like pull the school bus or the the um, the crash test dummy who they've nicknamed Busto out of the school bus uh, and like devise crashes in different ways in order to dislodge him. There's also well, there's a wonderful Matrix style effect where you can slow you can choose how much to slow down the action. You can also change the gravity effects. So you can do things like make the bus careen incredibly slowly through midair as you attempt to extract Busto from the soon-to-be wreckage. Well, and one of the fascinating things about this, I, I gotta say, I love this. I laughed till I was crying. I was I laughed so hard watching this. And, and uh, as this narrative develops, what's really fascinating about this game and the game that they are playing is that the you know the back end of the game, the stuff going on behind the scenes of the game, is incredibly complicated and also somewhat inscrutable. And it only becomes more and more inscrutable as they add modifications to it that are not by the people who designed the game. So there is this constant sense of suspense when they do something where they really do not have any idea what is going to happen when they launch all the cars in the air by getting rid of the gravity and then increase the gravity so that it mimics Jupiter, for example, which is something they do often. Um, and that there is a real suspense, comedic suspense to that. And then we get to share with them in their reaction to how insane the thing is, um, which and that is only heightened as the game goes on by their constant I have to imagine attempts to intentionally break the game and make the game do really strange things. Um, Busto is eventually joined by his evil twin, Busto 2.0. Another crash test. Another crash, another crash dummy who may be a demon lord. (laughs) And then, um, uh, and sometimes Busto 2.0 will kind of explode the world into this impossible, and this sort of impossible building will form where he and the car were. And uh, part of what I find so delightful is that they then try to come up with a narrative explanation in the world of the game for what has happened. And it becomes this odd form of storytelling that's that I just found really soothing and appealing. And then climaxes in the final episode of the series um, where they take this journey. They sort of accidentally find this vortex in a a user created level, I think, uh, and then just take this journey. And it uh, it's strangely moving and like maybe pe- comparable to like the last half hour of 2001 a space odyssey right they're yeah. essentially hurtling through space trying <laughs> oh to make God. meaning out of it all and and uh uh it should be said that you know one of the things they're very smart about is what movies they borrow music from so that journey is underscored by the music from interstellar that whole episode they use that so you also you know so they're also sort of referencing you know matthew mcconaughey drifting to a fifth dimensional bookcase or whoa nice ear Hans zimmer yeah, i would yeah. not have heard that one thing i do the reason that i thought that this was worth talking about is um 
And as Isaac said earlier, that I think this is sort of the future of television. I don't think it's the future of all television. But I do think that the more and more time we spend in virtual spaces, and I don't see us spending less time in virtual spaces as things go forward, the more we're, our, our entertainment will also follow us there. And we'll become more and more interested in exploring virtual spaces in media. There's something really satisfying about when we are in all of these very closed uh, virtual spaces like Facebook or um, even most games, you know, are like very closed off. You have a sort of set path. Uh, Something that's so satisfying about watching a video like Carboys or one of their many other videos of similar themes. Um, There's something really satisfying about seeing a world kind of break apart and exploiting it. Um, when the worlds that we inhabit are all kind of stayed and, and very closed. Steve, we haven't heard from you yet. Carboys, are you so bedazzled that you you just mouth agape? <laughs> I'm, I'm, my mouth is definitely agape. But um, no, I mean, I, look, okay, I totally like this. These guys are hilarious. I enjoyed hanging out with them in this fake YouTube way. And uh, they're, they're just very, they're very funny. They, they have... Uh, they have a kind of um, really lightly worn charm, right? Like they don't find themselves too charming. It's just not. It's not annoying. It's not annoying to hang out with them. They're not asking us to love them. They're 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 great. And um, but there's just a substitution principle here that that I can't get away from, which is that any minute I spend watching Carboys is a minute I didn't spend doing something else. And you know if if. If I weren't living in the golden age of TV, I might wonder. Like, I haven't watched Better Call Saul yet, right? <laughs> so the idea, you know, the much less, you know, I, I, you know, I have never read The Idiot by Dostoevsky. I mean, it's like the the things that I'm not doing while I'm hanging out with the Carboys weigh on me a little bit as I watch it. So it may be the future of some people's television. It's certainly not the future of mine. And I, I don't think that they would ding you for that. I don't sense they would either. No, and that's why I love them. Yeah, I I will say uh, to me, this was like sort of a very soothing escape in a way that um, and I want to emphasize the soothing aspect of it. You you sort of talked about that a little bit, Dana, that there's something about this like world where nothing bad can actually happen to anyone, <laughs> even and that that like you, the players have this godlike power, but. They all there's they also have very limited agency, but and uh, there is no real such thing as failure because they always spin failure into some delightful comedic success. There's something about the pleasantness uh, of that and the the sort of happiness of it and their as you know easygoing charm that I just found like very very uh, soothing as an escape. Um, but I have that same guilt or that same, that, that same feeling that it's weighing on me whenever I play video games. So it's one that I'm, I'm well familiar with. I'm like, "Ah, I should really be reading a book right now or, you know, something like that. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, Dana, what was your favorite moment of Carboys? Well, I mean, I've only watched, I guess, maybe four of the episodes that Benjamin directed me towards. So sort of skipping around through the narrative and starting to see Busto emerge as this character to be saved and Busto 2.0. I mean, I think I would have to say, Benjamin, in your in your memo to us about how to watch Carboys, you said, even if you only watch one all the way through, watch the last episode all the way through. And I will agree. Obviously, you can't comment on an ending as well when you haven't seen the entire trajectory that led there. But given that this is kind of an aimless wandering game and obviously not every minute is part of building some pre-planned master narrative, I think it's it's fine to watch a couple episodes and, and also see the ending just to see what they do with narrative at the end and how 
yeah, the ending is funny and sweet. It's about the friendship of the two guys, but it also has this kind of metaphysical reach that I was not, I was not expecting. So, uh, so yeah, I guess I'd say my favorite moment is the last moment. All right. Well, if you, if you've got it in you and you want to go and wander around a strange, aimless, ugly graphic universe with two dudes who take great glee in bending metal, go and watch some episodes of Carboys on YouTube and come to us at facebook.com slash culturefest. Tell us what you thought.